Being a great leader is simple, but that doesn't make it easy. Hey leader, David Burkus here, organizational psychologist and author of five best-selling books on helping leaders and teams do their best work ever. In a world of growing complexity and seemingly constant change, we need great leaders more than ever. But look around, read the business sections of newspapers or websites, check out social media, and it feels like we have fewer and fewer leaders rising to the challenge. It may seem like becoming a great leader is complex and complicated, and in all of these daunting situations, nearly impossible, but the truth is it's not. When you look at what people say when they're asked about their best boss, about the greatest leader they've worked for, the type of person that they would follow to a whole new job and a whole new organization, their answers are, are pretty uniform. They're pretty consistent. Being a great leader is simple. That doesn't necessarily make it easy, but it turns out it's just a few regular habits conducted on a team on a regular basis that make someone a leader worth following, that makes someone a great leader. And in this episode, we're gonna outline six of those regular habits, six of those things great leaders do that you could start doing on your own team to become that leader worth following. Let's get started. So the first habit that great leaders do is they promote purpose. The idea of why we're doing what we're doing as a team is never far from them. Not only do they promote purpose, meaning they are able to regurgitate the mission statement of the organization and, and talk about why what we're doing is so important, great leaders are able to draw a connection between the larger organizational purpose and the specific projects and tasks that our team are asked to do and how when we do our job great, it fulfills that purpose. Most of the time, that actually means shifting the conversation away from why we as an organization do what we do and toward who we're serving when we do a great job. Yeah, that's one thing we find consistently in teams of all sizes and at all levels of organization, that people wanna do work that matters and they judge whether or not their work matters individually and as a team based on who they see is positively affected by their work. I often call this pro-social purpose, the desire to work together as a team to protect or promote the well-being of other people. And it's no surprise that great leaders are having that who conversation on a regular basis, whether that's through collecting gratitude directly from those recipients, sharing stories about times past when our team or similar teams have, have served those people. Great leaders are never at a loss for a story to tell that promotes purpose by promoting that great question. Who benefits? Who is served from the work that we're doing? The second habit that great leaders do is they clarify vision. They look at where we're going as an organization. Yes, we're looking to serve a purpose, to fulfill a specific purpose, but they're able to talk about the world or, or those specific people we serve and what it'll look like when we get there. We call that vision. Purpose is why we're heading where we're heading. Vision is what it looks like when we'll get there. And great leaders are able to clarify that vision just as much as they promote purpose so that people know what, what done looks like, what a good job looks like. You know, I'm a huge fan of the concept of commander's intent in a lot of branches of the military. Commander's intent, meaning the commanding officer, often sometimes called the XO, gives an idea of the vision of what done looks like for this project. This is what a successful mission looks like. And the reason commander's intent is 
is so great because if you look at a military scenario, we know that no great plan survives first contact with the enemy. Mike Tyson said everyone has a plan until they get punched in the face. When you go about working on whatever project your team is working on, you're going to need to change. You're going to need to pivot. You're going to learn new things and that's going to force you to, to work a little bit differently than you'd planned. But if you have a clear vision of here's what it looks like, here's what done looks like, here's what a good job looks like, then your team is going to be better able to find their way to that vision, even though they have to change course every once in a while. And that's why great leaders clarify vision just as much as they promote purpose. The third habit that great leaders do is they create accountability. Yeah, they hold people accountable to their jobs. Surprise, surprise, right? It's, it's not enough to say somebody was a great boss because I could slack off all of the time and never do any work. And yes, you who was about to type that in the comments, I see you, but you're not the norm. People actually do want to do a great job. They want to do work that is intrinsically motivating to them. And if that's not you in your role now, it will be one day. And that's why having leaders who hold them accountable to that standard of great work, who will actually call them up to a higher standard even, to perform even greater, that's why those leaders are the ones we look back on as great leaders, leaders worth following, leaders we loved working for, because we knew that our quality of work was better when we did it as well. Now, holding people accountable Creating accountability is not micromanagement. It's not holding them accountable to doing the tasks in the order and at the time we demanded they do. It's holding them accountable to the result and then also making sure they have the ability to get to those results. That's true accountability that brings results and makes people think of you as a great leader. The fourth habit that great leaders do is they provide feedback. Yeah, okay, so I'm holding you accountable to a standard. It makes sense that I'm gonna give you performance feedback based on how you do that. Specifically, great leaders provide fair feedback. And fair feedback doesn't mean you're treating every single person the same. Fair feedback means that you're looking at their situation, their skills, their resources, and their accountability goals, and you're providing them a plan to get there. In particular, fair feedback means that you're giving them feedback that is in an equal proportion, positive to negative, of what they're doing. So if somebody is working well 90% of the time, and only 10% of the time is sort of falling short in some way, it doesn't mean you're spending 90% of the time talking about that failing. It means you're spending 90% of the time praising the great things they're doing and building upon those great things. And yeah, 10, I'll give you 15 or 20% of the time talking about the constructive criticism to help them get that better in that one area. Nobody likes to work for a boss where they feel underappreciated, but people don't like working for a boss that only ever praises them and then they don't get the job done either. Great leaders provide fair feedback in proportion to the great work they're doing and the constructive criticism that they need. In doing so, that actually leads really, really well to the fifth habit that great leaders do, which is that they build safety. Right? We're holding people accountable for sure, but we're also providing them feedback in a psychologically safe environment. A psychologically safe environment is one where people feel like they can take risks, they can admit their failings, they can share those sort of crazy ideas that just might work. And in the context of feedback, it means they actually trust that they're not being blamed for things that were outside of their control, that the feedback is fair, that the feedback is something they can actually build off of, and that it's more important that we learn lessons from those one-off failures than that I get punished for it. Now, I'm not talking here about 
consistent failures, people who are having performance issues, and you may have to have the difficult conversation about whether or not this is the right job or the right team for them. I'm not talking about that. But everyone on your team is going to have a couple screw-ups throughout the year. And when that happens, a culture of safety is one that says, what's more important is that we extract the lessons from this by having a transparent and honest conversation about what happened and how we can get better. And by the way, when you do that, you're going to find you're better able to give fair feedback and you're better able to hold people accountable. That's why building safety on the team and in between you and that individual is one of the core habits that great leaders do. And that brings us to the sixth and final habit that great leaders do, which is that they develop themselves. Yeah, great leaders don't just take responsibility for developing other people, they're also developing themselves on a regular basis. Great leaders are constant learners. This is something I have seen in my speaking and advising with organizations for the better part of the last two decades. I've yet to meet a leader, a CEO, or even a, a team leader on the front lines that isn't admired by their team that doesn't tell me they're constantly learning. This isn't flavor of the month, we're gonna constantly be trying new things, but this is adapting a growth mindset. This is adapting a belief that I can learn new skills and as such, it's a regular habit of mine to seek out new information, to actively try and learn those new skills. You can only develop people to the level that you're willing to be developed. So if you want your team to grow and to do better and better work, you need to be working on yourself to get better and better as well. And that's why great leaders, probably the number one habit that great leaders do is they develop themselves as well. And when they develop themselves, guess where they're looking? They're looking in these other areas. They're developing themselves about how they can create more accountability or more psychological safety through providing feedback. They're developing in themselves in ways that they can cast a better vision or talk about purpose much more often. They're developing themselves specifically in the areas that their team needs them, and that's what makes them great leaders. Leaders who anybody wants to follow, leaders that people will follow from company to company, from industry to industry, because they're leaders that people know if I'm a part of the team that he or she is on, I'll be able to do my best work ever. Hey, thanks so much for listening to this episode. If you liked it, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast. And if you really liked it and you wanna go deeper and lead smarter, then check out the amazing resources we have for you at davidberkuscom slash resources. Guaranteed there's something in there that'll help you or your team do its best work ever.